Hello, and welcome to the Self Project Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Martin, and I'm a life mindset and human design mentor who is all about helping you heal and rediscover your authentic self so you can go out and do some really epic stuff. So this podcast is going to be all about spirituality, self-empowerment, self-discovery, wellness, healing, parenting, sobriety, mental health, you name it, we're going to talk about it. This is all about helping you along in your own self-project journey. So go ahead and let's sit back and dive right in. I want to welcome to the show today, Karen Peterson. And Karen is an author who's going to share more with us um, about her book today. And she is also um, exploring practical ways to live authentically as women. And she helps other women with that through, I think, a self-help workshop that says she's currently working on. And so I am just really thankful to have Karen here today. She is um, joining us all the way from South Africa, right? And so it's a little bit late for her when we're recording, but I just want to turn it over to you, Karen, and see if you would just kind of share more about yourself with us, who you are, more of your story that got you to where you are today. Well, firstly, thank you very much for having me on your show. It really is an honor. Um, A little bit about myself. Um, South African born, lived here my whole life, have traveled quite extensively. And um, I've recently written a memoir and then another book following that all about uh, overcoming obstacles in life. The memoir is called Coming Out, Coming Home. And it's basically my story of how I was married for 24 years. um, And half of that time we were in ministry in the church. My husband was a pastor, in fact, so was I. And we had gone down to another city in, in South Africa and started a new church. And it really was far more difficult than we ever, ever expected. I think both of us are big city people and we landed up in this tiny little town on the coast of South Africa. And it really eroded our marriage. Uh, the time that I was there, everything seemed to go wrong financially, emotionally, just in every way possible, and and we found ourselves drifting apart. And during that time of drifting apart, I met a woman and fell in love with her. And this was so far out of my comfort zone and my experience. I'd never, ever thought, in fact, the church that we belonged to said that it was a sin. And um, so it was quite a dilemma for me. Fortunately, we had recently handed over the church to a younger couple So at least it didn't impact the life of that church. But of course, we were well known. It's a big church group in the country. And yeah, it was quite catastrophic. It was considered really, really sinful. Um, Not only that, I had two daughters who were young adults just finishing school and embarking on their careers. And they felt completely betrayed. So my friends dropped me. The church completely dropped me. My husband couldn't understand and was furious. My daughters were angry. 
but I just felt something inside of me that rang like a truth. It was, I suddenly for the first time felt this was me. And I, I guess it was like a centeredness and authenticity. And I just knew I had to, I had to actually embrace this. Almost more than the relationship, I had to embrace that this is who I was. And that's what the book is about. It's about much more than that. Um, there's a lot of adventures through my life, smuggling Bibles into China and doing all sorts of weird and wonderful things. And um, all of those adventures are in the book. We, I ran a woman's shelter at one stage. Um, so it's full of lots of anecdotes and lots of life adventures. But the main theme of the story was me finding myself. So thank you for sharing that with us. Um, you know, and I think it's important too. I grew up with the background as well that told me that, um, you know, marriage of the same sex or being in love with somebody of the same sex as a sin, you know, and you will immediately go to hell. So I can resonate when you're, you're speaking about that. So did you still you know, what was your belief system at that time? So you said, you know, you were in ministry. So did you believe that you were sinning? And did you have a lot of work to do to kind of overcome that belief system? Uh, strangely enough, it just felt so right for me that I couldn't believe that it was sin. Um, our time starting that new church, my faith was really, really tested in every way possible. Um and I think nothing tests your faith like really battling to get food on the table. And so I had already started questioning a lot of um, what we used to call biblical truths. And I'm only sharing my experience. I'm not, I'm not judging anybody. Um, so for me, a lot of what I had so believed for years and years, I was already questioning. And then when I met Tracy, it just, it was the trigger that got me to question way more. Um, so I did feel guilty that I felt like I was betray betraying not just my own family, but a whole church group. Um, I felt like I was letting them down. But my belief system was already shaky. So that wasn't the hardest obstacle to overcome. That makes a lot of sense, you know. Um just like you said, dealing with the interpersonal relationships and the, um, you know, all the struggles and the heartaches that probably came along with that. So thank you for sharing um, just, you know, because I found myself with my own um, belief system being drastically shaken up within the last couple of years. So I know that you also said, um, I'm really excited actually too, to check out your book. I think it would sound incredible. You had me at smuggling bottles into uh, <laughs> China or wherever it was. I thought I have to pick up this book. I have to pick that up. Um, so you also have um, another book as well. It's never too late, right? Do you want to tell us more about that? So this whole Change of lifestyle happened, I was about 48 at the time. And um, I basically had to start all over again. I had no job, no money. I had a car and I had a computer. And I didn't want to move in with Tracy straight away. I knew I needed to spend some time really just, you know, working on myself. And also 
trying to deal with all these people who were so angry with me. And so I just looked at what I had. I said, okay, I've got a computer and I've got a car. What can I do with that? And I, I listed down all the type of things I could do. I got online and basically started life all over again. And so that book, It's Never Too Late, is exactly that. It's never too late. You know, and you're at 48 and now I look back, it's like 10 years later, and I think 48 was actually quite young. But then it felt like, oh, I'm so old and nobody wanted me in the marketplace. And oh, it was, it was it just felt like it was too late. So that's where the title came from. I've added to the title to say life lessons on overcoming obstacles. And it's really very, very simple and very practical steps that you can take to get out of a bad situation, to get from A to B. Uh, Very much working on yourself, but then also practical exercises to do Really simple. And when you read them, you'll say, oh, I know this, I know this. And it's filled with anecdotes and stories, but um, it's just like a reminder, do this, it's going to get you to a better place. And it's just the practical steps I took in my life. And um, I have a business today. I'm I'm now transitioning again, so it's never too late. (laughs) I'm transitioning. I'm in social media marketing, and now I'm transitioning into coaching and um, working on a third book. Oh, wow. That's incredible. I just, um, I love the title of that and your whole concept around it's never too late. I have to share a quick personal story um, because I myself, I'm 36 and I thought to myself a lot uh, within the last year, my goodness, I wish that I had, you know, found coaching and podcasting and social media and on the online world and community a lot sooner than I had. I'm so old now and this, and I have to stop myself and say, Chrissy, 36 is so young still. I mean, look at, you know, you have years ahead of you to grow and develop and, you know, there's people I've seen well into their seventies, eighties, doing new things, pivoting. And so it's, I, I love that concept of it. Like it's never too late. I also have been recently watching this show called Grace and Frankie. It's on Netflix. So if anybody has watched that, they're in their seventies, eighties, they've invented now um, a vibrator for older women. And now we're on the episodes where they're inventing the rise up toilet. So I just absolutely love that show. And um you know, when you were speaking, that kept flashing in my mind of like, it's never too late. So I love that message that you're spreading. <laughs> Have you watched Grace and Frankie? <laughs> yes, I love it. It's very entertaining. <laughs> oh my gosh, that show cracks me up. And you know, it is a it is a new world now. We're living in an era where really, you know, they used to say 50 is the new what. 50 is the new 40 or whatever. And it's almost like 20 years now, 50 is the new 30. It's, we're just older people. There's so many more doors open to us. Uh, we seem to have a much, because I'm close to retirement age and I'm starting again. Um, but we, we just seem to have a lot more energy, a lot more um, attitude. I think our attitude has changed. Like if I look back, my mom's always been a go-getter, so she's been a great example in that. But if I if I had to look back to grandparents in that, um, it's it's such a different mindset today. It really never is too late. 
It really is. I like that you bring that up too, because just in, um, it feels like a long span of time, but really within, you know, the last century, which is really a relatively short amount of time compared to, you know, how long the universe has been around, but just to see the, um, the changes, the advancements, um, the changes in thinking and the way that we parent and the way that we um, just in everything. So, you know, sometimes it seems like you, we really have made so much evolution just within the last hundred years. Yeah. Even in the last 40 years, I mean, I remember when the facts came out and I was so fascinated but you could put a piece of paper in here and it would come out the same picture on the other side of the world. And now we don't even use them. <laughs> and that's in my lifetime. <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah. And just in my own lifetime, I was in high school when cell phones first came out, when the very first ones came out, you know, as the big bricks. Um, I didn't even have my first cell phone till out of high school. And now, you know, that's within 20 years. Now we have full computers on our phones. And I think, you know, my five-year-old is asking if he can have a phone now. It's like, it's just, yeah. So the advancements that we've made just, you know, are incredible all around, not just technology, but just, just all around and things that are available for us and the mindset shifts, because yeah, I look at like my mom and my grandma and they've, um, allowed themselves to become very comfortable in the space that they're in. And that's, you know, and that's okay too. But um, I just think that it's exciting and inspiring to see so many people around us, you know, reaching for growth, changing, pivoting, starting new things. So thank you for being one of those inspirational figures in the world. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> So I would love to talk about, um, we also touched on what else are you doing to help other people? You said that you are, um, you know, kind of rebranding, kind of switching over to coaching. So uh, what do you kind of have in the works? What are you planning to do? Uh, I'm currently working on um, a program or a workshop called Coming Home. And basically it is, it, it, it'll be a combination of some of the things that are in It's Never Too Late but um, looking a lot deeper and more personally. So the people that I would love to work with and to, to help in some way, oh, I do prefer to work with women. I've got nothing against men, don't get me wrong. Um, and if a man desperately wanted, wanted me to work with him, I wouldn't turn it down. But my heart and my passion is working with women and especially women who feel trapped. So initially I thought it would be older women because so many older women are pivoting and transitioning today. But strangely enough, in the last two days, I've had, well, in the last week, not two days, I've had younger women asking me all sorts of questions um, about my experiences. And then they've started sharing their experiences. And I realized I need to, I, I mustn't limit it just to older women. Um, so I like to say women who are coming out, and I don't mean it in the gay sense. I mean, anyone who feels trapped, like in a toxic relationship, in a, um, in a harmful religious experience, and I know there's a lot of really positive religious experiences, and I, 
I don't regret my my life in the church because I had a lot of healing from my childhood and what have you. Um, but there are some people who are trapped in harmful religious experiences, um, trapped in jobs that just are soulless. And um, and and I wouldn't say like go and leave your job, but I would share and 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 help them to discover ways to to plan for the next step until they're confident enough or have worked out a financial plan to be able to do it safely. Um, and of course, people trapped in their, in their genders or in their sexuality. Um, that's really the people I want to work with. So I'm busy work, working on a program called Coming Home. And once that's ready, I will be plastering it all over the internet. <laughs> That's incredible. I love that you're helping women. I love the way that you phrase it, women who feel trapped, because I think that we all experience that at some point in our life in some form where um, I always call it kind of getting like, like you're stuck in a rut, like you're stuck in a ditch and you don't know how to get out. You don't have anybody to come help, you know, get a toe strap and pull you out of the ditch. So um. I, I think that, you know, we all experience that at some point where um, I know my own story. I felt I'm the mom to five boys. So I told my story a very, wow. very, yeah. <laughs> I told myself the story for a very, very long time that I couldn't do anything um, besides being a mom. You know, I couldn't basically care for myself or do anything for myself, be creative for myself. I had to focus on being a mom and it ended up building that resentment and that stuck feeling of, no, I'm more than a mom and I'm not getting to um, express myself. So, yeah, I think, I think it does all come down to self-care at the end of the day, you know, and once we can find what brings us life and brings us passion, you know, then we come alive and then we're so much more helpful to everybody else. Our families, um, you know, you'll be a better mom and a better boss and a better wife. And uh, just because we're switched on inside, we've, we're centered, we've found this, I guess it's purpose. I most definitely feel like it's that. Um, and I don't think that we should be ashamed. I think that that's something that I felt a long time too, is um, feeling ashamed for wanting a sense of purpose for, um, you know, wanting to, you know, basically break free of, of the rut that I had myself in. So I think that it's important too to know that it's okay to want change and to want more for yourself. And that can feel really scary. So we've been stuck in our comfort zone for a long time, but um, you know, um, having people like Karen to, to support you, having community to support you can make that transition and that journey. wouldn't say a lot easier, but a lot more, you can take it with a lot more guidance. <laughs> yeah. And I think often just having a support structure is a huge thing, you know, having a listening ear um, and then and basic, simple exercises, practical things to do to get out of that rut. And accountability. Accountability, I think, really propels us forward. What's, um, as I say, what's one of the practical exercises that you would recommend for somebody listening today that's feeling just kind of really, like we said, stuck in that rut? What's one thing that you could advise them that they could do today? <laughs> I would say do something that you love, something that you really, really enjoy, 
Um, and it doesn't need to be huge. It can be lying in the bubble bath reading your book. That's what, I don't have a bathtub anymore. <laughs> We've only got a shower, but one of my favorite things in life is to lie in a big bathtub with a glass of wine next to me and a book <laughs> until the pages start to curl and I've put hot water in so much. Something as simple as that. Um, another thing I love to do is in, in the wintertime, just follow the sunny spots in my house, you know, if I'm because I'm working from home. So um, I just follow the sun and I take my computer with me and I sit in the sun and work. And it's just a simple joy, but it brings so much joy. And it, it, just, um, it just makes the day feel better. You know? I, I have to agree with you. Um, anytime that I'm feeling a little dreary or not having a great day, literally just stepping into the sun or stepping outside for a few minutes seems to instantly lift lift my mood. Um, I love that you follow the sun around your house because I was thinking about my little dog does the same thing. I open all the windows in the house for her and she'll move with the sun depending on where she lays on the carpet. And I was thinking maybe I should join her down there after listening to Karen. <laughs> She's got the yeah, right idea. And I think, you know, those simple joys, um, I, I'm a huge believer in mindfulness, in simplicity, in minimalism. And those simple joys just bring that all together. You know, it is a very mindful moment just sitting in the sun and just enjoying those rays. Um, the same with the bubble bath. If it, for some people, it's taking a run. You know, um, I can't do that at the moment because post-COVID is, is not allowing me to. But I, I do enjoy a, an evening stroll at the moment. And, you know, it's just being outdoors, looking at the sun, sunset, you know. Um, we've also got a, a little rescue pup and just watching her really sniffing all the plants as we walk by. All those simple joys, they are so precious in life and they make us aware, which helps us to look at the bigger things. And the other thing that I was probably my biggest discovery in, in my life um, change is um, contentment. Contentment is the most underrated thing in the whole world. I've, if I if I look back now, my whole life was about performance, rushing there, rushing there, doing this, make, making sure that you spoke beautifully, you know, look good. It was just all about performance. And for me, the greatest thing in meeting Tracy, and we are married now, and um, marrying her is the total acceptance that I got from her and with that just came this absolute contentment and it's the it's really the happiest place just to be content but anyone I think that mindfulness simplicity minimalism it all brings you to a place of being content of not not that that hamster that hamster wheel of more 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 you know you just you find contentment in loads of little things. So that would be a practical thing or a number of practical things. <laughs> I have to 100% agree with you because I know um, for myself, when I take a step away from um, doing, like um, this is back right before Christmas, I took a bit of a social media break because, you know, as 
working online, sometimes we can really get sucked into it. And I found myself really getting sucked into it, kind of overwhelmed. And I thought, I need to take a step back from that. And that month was just the most wonderful month. You know, we took more walks together as a family. We got outside in nature and there wasn't, um, you know, this need to always be doing more or always be uh, responding to something or things like that. So I think that that's a beautiful reminder that um, we need to not be doing all the time. We need to give ourselves breaks. We need to be, like you said, more mindful just of the beauty of of life around us and just kind of be for a little bit. (laughs) Absolutely. It's, uh, it's refreshing and it's, it's almost life-saving. It just allows you to breathe and, uh, and to then take on the next project or challenge. <laughs> I totally agree. So if somebody wanted to come and um, follow you online, do you mind kind of sharing your um, social media information with us? Yeah, with, with pleasure. I'm on, I'm on everything because I am a social media marketer. So I'm on LinkedIn as, as you say, Karen, I say Karen, Karen Peterson, all, all ease. It's, it's fine. My, I have family in America, so I'm used to being Karen. Okay. I'm like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, so Karen Peterson on LinkedIn, on, on Facebook. And then there's also on Facebook, a Karen Peterson author page um, where people can follow me. I'm on Twitter. I think it's Karen Peterson ZA for South Africa. And on Instagram, I think it's also Karen Peterson ZA. I believe so. So everything will be linked in show notes. I do have um, your links here from our form. So if you want to find Karen, you'll be able to scroll. You'll be able to scroll straight down and connect with her. All the links will be in show notes. Karen, I just have to say, um, it has been incredible talking with you. Did you have anything else that you uh, wanted to share or touch on that we didn't talk about uh, as we kind of close out? Um, no, I think we've touched on everything. I, um, I, yeah, just I encourage people to get hold of me, I'm, even if they don't want coaching or anything. But I, I love feedback. I love chatting to people online and connecting. So. Um, I'd really welcome that and if there's any questions or anything I think I'll also send you my email address so people are welcome to email me Um, I'm I'm pretty active online and and I do love connecting Um, so part of my whole the the program of coming home is also about belonging and so where we can um, create like-minded communities and You'll know better than me right now. Well, mind you, my country is in as bad a state as yours. But um, we need a world with people who are just more, uh, we can be diverse. We don't have to agree with everything, but that we can just embrace each other. Um, and I think like if, if just each one of us does something to reach out to another, it's going to have a ripple effect and it's got to change what is happening around the world right now. So, yeah, um, um, I'm basically inviting everyone to connect and let's make some ripples. Yay, what a beautiful message. And thank you for that um, generous offer for our listeners to be able to reach out to you. So make sure that you definitely connect with Karen, go share your story with her. Um, And I just have to say, I'm still saying it wrong. It's, is it more Corinne? 
Karen. Karen, see, I can't. That's a German way of saying it. It's Karen. Karen. Oh, my God. Or at the end of the show, and I still can't say it right. Karen. Oh, my. That's it. Terrible. So, Karen, I just want to thank you so much for being here today, for sharing with us, for giving of your time, um, giving of your energy and I um, can't wait for our listeners to be able to hear this episode. So thank you again so much. It's my pleasure. And thank you so much for the opportunity to chat. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Self Project Podcast. I hope that you were able to find something useful or inspirational to take away with you today. So come and connect with me over on Instagram. It's at underscore Christy Martin. And let me know what you want to hear more of. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. And I will see you next time.